Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, it's a Wednesday morning here on The Middle, and we welcome you in. Thank you for being a part of the program as we inch closer to yet another football game, and I'm sure we'll cover every single possible angle of the 49ers-Eagles game just as we get into the middle part of the week. We also have Thursday night football, which you couldn't get here any closer than that. No college tonight. <laughs> Which is a little disappointing. Well, it's a little early for the Wednesday night, like Maction. Yeah, and that's usually yeah, that's usually later in the year, I think. Yeah, I need a, yeah. I need a week two. This is you week need a Maction tonight. This is week three <laughs> of the college football season. They they played a week zero. How much wow. do you need? You need you're you're in need of Ball State against like Northern Illinois tonight. <laughs> Buffalo, yeah, Buffalo, Buffalo against like Ryder or something. Yeah, <laughs> Buffalo Akron. Penn State just played Ball State. That was I know, and Temple just played Akron. Ball right. State good enough. Well, I mean, Akron isn't good enough to win the MAC. Ball State no. is. Yeah, don't sleep on Ball State. They got a pretty good program up there. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah you know, the Fighting David Letterman's. Is that the most? <laughs> yeah. yeah, the Fighting Jason Whitlock's. Uh, we got to find two people more famous than that. Who have what? Up. You don't get anybody famous than that. How are now? you more famous than Letterman? Right. Letterman is uh, nobody knows who he is anymore. <laughs> well, now he's just like an old guy with a huge, ugly beard. I get right. he looks that. like a mountain man. He does, and he, he just he, turned his. He just turned around from being, you know, this guy from, you know, been, you know, everybody knew from the late night show to now just he looks like you know, the Unabomber. Yeah, li- living off the land. Yeah, living Some, off you know. the land in his mansion in Connecticut. <laughs> I don't think he's really living off the land. As no. close as he gets to living off the land, Barrett, is sitting out in his uh, Adirondack chair overlooking his massive backyard and eating something from Whole Foods. <laughs> That's about as close as David Letterman gets to living off the land. That's the life I want to live, then. Yes, like <laughs> right. Smoking a cigar, you know. He's in a part of Connecticut that doesn't even have Whole Foods. Oh, really? It's like too rich for even that. Where where was he? Greenwich. Whole Foods Foods is like the Aldi. Right, right, right. Okay, so he's okay. So what is he? Greenwich uh, or Westport or something? No, no, no. Because Greenwich is Greenwich is like it. It still has areas where you know you could go out and buy stuff and areas of commerce, even though that there are tons of gated areas. I think he's up in like New Canaan. Oh, he is? Oh, that's where Mad Dog Russo lives. Yeah, they, they, yeah. Uh, ah. You think Russo's going out there uh, doing any type of shopping? No. And, uh, I, don't, I don't shop, and I live in Aldi? Conshohocken, basically. Right. That's what I'm saying. But, you know, you don't have to go to the Aldi. You think, you think Russo's slumming it at the Aldi? No. I don't think so. Not so much. Not, not Letterman either. Remember, there was that whole thing with Letterman where they had the stalker. The person that showed up and oh, lived yeah. in the house for a while. Right, right. Yeah, that was pretty like bizarre. Brady. Remember, Brady had that. Mm-hmm. 
or somebody was coming in there messing with his memorabilia. Yeah, in his house, bro. In right. his house, bro. really? Can you believe yeah. Yeah. Wait, they, wait, 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 wait. I missed this. That somebody got in his house. We did a promo on this. Ron Culver cut it up. He I went in his house, remember, he was looking for the Super Bowl rings. And oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I do remember that now. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. over. It's over for him. Oh, right, right. Oh, it's over for Letterman, too. Come on. Yeah. And and the stream has already noticed that Barrett did not get the white cap memo today. No, I didn't. No. I can always I can always rectify that. Yeah. Go get your Phillies hat so you can pander to the people that still care about that baseball team. You <laughs> know that they've been buried into the ground. You know, I'd like to thank the baseball team, the Philadelphia Phillies. Why is that? Well, for knowing when to bow out and just go get totally out of the way, get a, get a get off of the the consciousness of the sports fan. They know when to do it. I mean, they've lost six of their last seven games, um, and it's football season. They know. They all see it. <laughs> they see it. Wow. We all see it, right? Bowed out, not bow wow. No, no, not bow wow. We've got some bow wow audio we could play on today's show. We but we de they definitely missed. They definitely uh, understood that, you know, all right, especially since the Eagles won. Like, all right, let's step aside for a second, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Well, step we'll aside, see. Step aside in, in what sense? Like, go ahead, take it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got this. Take you got next. Put it like that. You got next. Not we got next. No, you got next. That ad campaign that really didn't do much <laughs> for the WNBA, right? I think they gave up on that. Well, what do you think of the new ad campaign for the NFL? You got my back. I got your back. I'm you got back. my I was, back. I got I kinda, your back. I was kind of hyped with that. Uh, the Rams, man. I was. I was hyped. That was uh, Aaron Donald, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I was hyped, man. Videos. What do you need a hype video for? It's the NFL. Seriously, you don't need no hype videos. That's a video in its own right. What the hell? You need a some coach yelling. You need a hype video. This is your life. Yeah. This is your money. This is your kid's future. You yeah, need right. a goddamn hype video. What the hell is right? You know, shaking a guy like Lou Holtz right. in his face. Bro, the days of that the days of that are over, man. You got to be overly sensitive to talk to these athletes these days. Yeah, I mean, I'm they get an attitude that. so quick. Yeah, I'm out on sensitivity. Quick. Right, all right. <laughs> I got no time for sensitivity. I've seen no enough, Ralph Tresvant. Yeah, in fact, I, I you should just send me to sensitivity training just so I can rip it. Harry, you might need that. You yeah, might need it. my mother always says that. I love Harry because Harry just tells the truth. He doesn't right. care. Yeah, people he just like says the truth. right. People like me don't exist in this world anymore. <laughs> he said. He, he said you and Aton at least at least you and Aton are sugarcoat a little bit. Harry's not sugarcoat no. anything. No, I got no sugar. Sugar's bad for you. Okay, <laughs> you should eliminate sugar from your diet. You always tell the truth, even when you lie. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly right. right. Yes. Now we were trying to, you know, trying to get guests on the show. Right. It's very difficult, and I just want to explain this to people. I try basically every day to get somebody on, and these beat writers. This is like the worst time of day to get a beat writer on who covers the local football team because they're all down there doing their job. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, attending press conferences or in the locker room or, you know, practice, whatever it is, or, or writing a story for, you know, something that needs to be on the on their website, you know, by two o'clock in the afternoon or whatever it is. So it's right. really difficult. So I see you. You went to our old boss who's out in San Francisco in the Bay Area to uh, try to procure at least a guest to talk Niners. 
So he and I were talking on the phone yesterday. He actually called me, Aton. After my text? Yes, because uh, I, I texted him because I wanted him to help me for my Sunday show as well. So he says, I'll call you in five. And I'm like, really? He's going to call me? Because we haven't spoken in a long time. So he calls me, and he's, he's running through these guest options. And he says, I think I got one for you and Barrett and Aton. Uh, he's a former player. Uh, played for the Niners. I think it would be really good with Barrett. He's trying to get into the business. He really f- is following the team. He's up on, you know, he's really like into it and aware of what's going on. He's not like one of these former players who just played there and doesn't care. You know what I mean? Right. So he gives me this guy's name and his number. And so I start texting with him. And it's uh, Ian Williams. Now, are you yeah, I know Ian. Him? Oh, you know Ian. Okay. Yeah, I, I work with Ian. I, in fact, I, um, I was helping him, you know, get into uh, really get into broadcast. The NBC, he worked with NBC. And okay. They had me go through and me and him talk, you know, was trying to tutor, you know, not necessarily tutor him, mm-hmm. but, you know, all our RSNs, you know, in, in the Bay Area, everywhere, we're the number one RSN. You know, we're the number one NBC regional um, sports regional network. Sports that, network. Yeah, yeah. 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 We're the number one. You know, right. we're the first one, but we're the number one because. You know, everybody loves to watch, you know, Seth and Ray Diddy and uh, and Mike. So long story long, they had me go through like a, a almost a tutorial type of process with them where we just, you know, went back and forth and, you know, mm-hmm. watch clips and everything else. And, you know, how to how to do that, you right. know, and, and, and he how to break like it down cool and dude. analyze. Yeah, he yeah. seems yeah, he's probably, you know, he went to Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. You know, this mm-hmm. guy, and he played for defensive net tackle, like nose tackle for the Niners yep. until he got hurt. And then he got cut on an injury settlement and has been out of the league, I guess. Well, look, Notre Dame's got a big one, too, this week. So maybe we could talk to him about that one. Well, I, I'd love that. So I'm texting back and forth. And he says, yeah, Friday works. And, you know, because Barrett's out tomorrow. And, I, you know, he, I don't think he could do today. So I said, Friday. So we're trying to work out a time. He said, that sounds good. I keep sending him, hey, what time works? Because he wouldn't give me the, you know, like 1130, 12, oh, whatever. No, no, and no. then he says today, after I asked him again, oh, man, I'm out. Friday's too hectic for me. So he canceled. I hate to do it. To I know. That's what I said to the old boss. I said, your boy canceled on us already. I wow. hate to do it to him. It's wow. Over. <laughs> it's over. That's really what we get right now. This is wow. it. It's over. This we didn't even get anything launched yet. No, it was canceled before it started. This is. I think I have a. I think I have a. Um, I have what? to do a, a segment tonight with of uh, one of those do. guys from over there for for everybody comes after you, Barrett Staley. Yeah. Oh yeah. Staley. The, the Staley? old uh, offensive lineman. Yeah, the offensive yeah. tackle. Yeah, we're gonna do a Zoom. Um, you know, wow. for the show for the show this weekend. Wow. Yeah. But uh, zoom, you zoom, zoom, and I'll, I'll I'll get the number so we can get them on Friday. How about oh, that? Yeah. Oh, that would be go. awesome! Oh man, Aton, <laughs> did you just hear that? I did hear that. Here we go. Now, here's the <laughs> not Lane one. Staley of Allison Chains. He's no longer with us. No, there are a couple of Staleys that yeah, Deuce Dawn Staley, Deuce right. Dawn, Deuce yeah. Staley. Well, what about though? Going back to to our old boss, is he going to help us with anybody else, or was well, that just like a one time thing and it didn't work, so we're screwed? I think he might be out of bullets. He had one bullet. <laughs> you telling me that's it? He had one bullet. <laughs> that's all he had. One well, goddamn run. Well, and I'm talking to him right, and he's like, "I said, yeah, uh, Aton will love this too." He goes, "Yeah, what's what's up with him?" And I go, "What do you mean?" He goes, "On Twitter." Like he's trying to, like, I don't know what he's doing, you know, with you with the with the uh, 
trying to out all these spots or whatever you're doing, like all the phony, you know, tweets and stuff. He, he can't understand what you're trying to do. Yeah. I said, he's trying to clean up the site. Yeah, man. Don't blame me. I'm just out here doing the, doing the dirty work. <laughs> you're doing the dirty work. <laughs> Yeah. You're doing the dirty work. Yes. Go. Yeah. He's in the trenches. He's in the Shout Twitter out. trenches. Shout out to Norm McDonald for dirty work. Oh, man. Yeah. How about that? What? Genius. He passed away. Of Apparently, what was he? 61 years old. Yeah. Way too young. And apparently he had cancer for like a decade and nobody knew it. Like he wow. wouldn't tell anybody. I don't know how you do that. Though. I don't know how you go through treatments and whatever else, you know, that all entails. And nobody finds out about it. That's pretty amazing. That is amazing. Well, you know? I mean, I didn't know the Black Panther had cancer. He yeah. didn't tell anybody. Well, that's, that's right. Yeah, is another one too. Yeah, yeah. Chadwick Boseman, Chadwick and Boseman and yeah. Yeah. Donald. Yeah, and being able to to keep it. Well, I think also too. I mean, we work in a, a business where we constantly need to know what's wrong with somebody. What's what's wrong mm-hmm. with that guy's hip? What's wrong with it? You know, and then right. when something serious happens. It's oh my goodness, oh my goodness. But I think a lot of times we take for granted. That just because somebody's famous, that it means or doesn't, I guess, mean that we know everything about their health. Right. And mm-hmm. sometimes people come out and they announce it. But, yeah, that was both both definitely shocking. And McDonald, there are a bunch of clips that have popped up from Norm McDonald yeah. on, on different shows. And you know he was an SNL veteran. Can we play any of those or is that a violation? Uh, because I, the, some of them are really good. Like when he when he hosted the ESPYs. Did you see that one that's floating I, around? I saw somebody tweet us that, that he, well, he was hosting. Yes. Now, what did he say? I'll, I can see if I can pull that up. Well, it, it was uh, about the Heisman Trophy. Okay, so he's pointing out who had won the, the most recent Heisman Trophy, the guys in the audience, and he, and he says uh, something to the effect that you'll, you know, you'll have that forever. Well, that is in, unless you wor- murder your ex-wife and a waiter. Oh wow! Uh, I mean, it was pretty good. It wow. was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And the whole audience reacted like, "Oh my god!" Like, That's great. Like, how do I react to this? Should I? Laugh? Right, right, right. That was almost like a Ray Road speech. That's right the kind there, of you know? stuff that he does, man. He's just, hey, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, she's talking about OJ. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Oh my goodness! Yeah. And then there's some stuff I think with Conan O'Brien. Um, oh yeah the moth joke is really yeah right (laughs) he was so quick yes you know very quick uh if you send me that link all right because because i can't get on here without it freezing on our end so send me which one the 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 Uh, espies yeah send me both the espies and the moth joke the moth joke is really funny because it's one of these where it's it's like a perfect encapsulation of norm mcdonald his humor was just different yeah like he was just a different guy. Like his his humor was not really like anybody else's. I, I I don't know. You know, like you have, you know, like I mean, like you sound like Charlie uh, Manuel here. I mean, like you know, like it is what it is. Right? I don't know much about him, so you know, I'm just I'm just living vicariously through you guys. Well, he uh, was on Saturday Night Live when Saturday Night Live was still really, really, really good. Okay. And he and he mastered the art of the update, like that thing, that bit that they've been doing for decades since uh, maybe the beginning of the show. I don't know, but he was probably the best at it. Okay. The news update, yeah, yeah like yeah, bit. Yeah. 
And that's where, you know, what really got him famous from the start, right, Aton? And then he oh, yeah, started getting that. all these movie episodes and you know, movie update. roles. Because, again, like his weekend update and his delivery was just different. It was yeah. just so unique. So I, I just think a lot of people looked at him. And, and yeah, I mean, he, he would push it. He would push his humor. He was definitely mm-hmm. somebody who would take risks, I think is the term. Right. As far as that. Absolutely. Out. Yeah. And and he was a huge gambler like he I mean, he loved to wager oh, on golf, football, you name it, any kind of sport. And also playing cards. He was really, really into like, you know, playing poker and stuff. There you go. Big stake stuff. All right. We'll, we'll pull. Uh, we'll come back to that and pull some clips up there by all, all means right. of, of Norm. Now, I saw in the chat that. John McMullen was ripping somebody earlier this morning. Is that McMullen was ripping somebody? Yeah, he's ripping Sirianni, it looks like. On Birds 365? Yeah, for for somebody wearing something. I guess Sirianni was wearing stuff again. Well, he was wearing that t-shirt I told you about, the the uh the dog. Yeah. It wasn't anything else? I'm not sure. Maybe maybe Xander can help us. Maybe, could we pull that up and play that? Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know when or where it was. I was looking for the actual clip because we had a bunch of other stuff going on here with Norm McDonald. Yeah. But that's all I was saying is, uh, you know, this this guy, is he still wearing? Uh, are they wearing more dog gear today? I'm not I'm not sure. I haven't done a clothing update. <laughs> well, I tell you, this team better come out and put up 50 on San Francisco. Yeah. After all of this. That's all I'm saying. Let's yeah. Go. All right. I'm going to email you this, uh, this, this the ESPYs bit okay. for, to start. Okay. okay. No, I just didn't know, you know, right now we're, we're still waiting for practice to end technically. Right. Yes. So what time is, what time are these guys going to get off the field? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Does it matter? Uh, no, I'm just saying it, it matters as far as what guys are saying. And what comes out this week, especially knowing how difficult the task is. Well, we need to know who McMullen ripped. That's I what we need to know. Sirianni is my point. Oh, he did? Yeah, I believe so. Wow. About, after his big win. How do you rip Sirianni? I don't care if he showed up for a press conference in his birthday suit. He's 1-0, and and he totally outcoached uh, Arthur Smith. Not Arthur Blank, who probably yeah, that, did a better job than right. Arthur man, Blank probably day, yeah. would have done a better job. He won, man. Come right on now, right. I mean, what are we doing? You can't just well, rip a coach after he wins. I mean, no, I know. Geez. It's just not the time. <laughs> I mean, time and place. Not at all, man. No, but but now, honestly, honestly, you know, I'm I'm the biggest homer there is. But do you really think that this team is going to beat? Uh, San Fran. I mean, yeah, just no. being just just looking at the way they're constructed, looking at the athletes that they have. I mean, you know, I know we're going to get into it. You know, we're we're at midweek, but man, San Fran is just not a you know a, an average team. No, I think they they're pretty good, especially on the defensive side of the ball. They're really good on the defensive side of the ball. They're okay at offense, but defensively, they I mean they have three first rounders on their defensive line. Well, I saw, you know, uh, talk about their offense. Uh, Jimmy G actually had a better rating in week one than Jalen Hurts did. 
I can believe that. And and we looked at it, you know, we were, I was very impressed with Jalen Hurts. I mean, I didn't see, you know, anything but some highlights of the Niners Lions game, but he must have been impressive. Yeah. You know? Well, that's that, the thing is remember, a lot of people will look at the final score and they'll get caught watching the box score and say, Well, something must be wrong with Joey Bosa. Something must be wrong with that 49ers team. Right. They were asleep for the majority of that second half because they destroyed that Lions team in the first half. Right. Garoppolo was part of it. And look, Brandon Ayuk was the one who disappeared. It didn't matter. Mm-hmm. They were down Raheem Mostert. They were essentially down Brandon Ayuk because he was just not a factor at all. Yeah. And Debo Samuel took over that football game. Mostert's gone for the year now, too. So they right. they should be in the market for another running back. I mean, maybe Howie flips uh, Jordan Howard out to San die. Francisco. <clears throat> that's that's definitely a possibility you know you know um this is tough man you know because howard go ahead sorry you, you don't see you don't see you don't you didn't see anything negative from nick seriani from what he did now only thing you can really you know say all right you guys need to stop or, or the penalties the pre-snap right. penalties you know the penalties don't you know what he say that don't um how, how did how did he phrase that um penalties that don't have a athleticism or something like that, man. You know, he said, you know, penalty pre-snap penalties will kill you every time, and mm-hmm. they're not good enough to to get past those type of penalties. But going into this game, just realistically, man, you just got to look. That was a terrible Falcons team. They're going to have a a a really good San Fran team. They're going to be going against. So you know, it's just going to see who's going to be more disciplined. Um, you take our starters. You take their starters. We we actually you know go toe to toe with them. Yeah. Offensively, defensively, uh, you know from from a you know, special team standpoint, we're right there with them. Mm-hmm. Right. So we just have to see. You know, we're just a younger team than they are. Yeah. Now King James the third uh, points out that the Niners signed Carry on Johnson to their practice squad just uh, this week. I saw John McMullen tweet about that. Now is that one of those deals where they they want to try to get some insight as to what's going on here because he's you know he was, end, here, he was here for a cup of tea. Yeah, that end he's pretty good. You know, mm-hmm. he'll if be he's healthy. Yeah, yeah, they'll bring him up. They'll bring him up. He'll be on the fifty the forty three man roster for game time. Um, you know, so they'll sign him and, and bring him up for them. They just want to see if he can play first and 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 um, really see if he can contribute and pick up the game plan. If he can do that, then they'll sign him going into the game. But they're gonna yeah. wait and watch him practice first. You know, see when you go NFL practices today and tomorrow are the hardest practices. This is when you have all the install when mm-hmm. you practice the install. You know, today and tomorrow. Now, if he looks good today and tomorrow, then they'll sign him on Friday. Well, let's probably sign him Saturday night, and he'll be on the forty-three man roster on game day. You know, but, right. but you have to also have to understand they're on the West Coast. I mean, they're on the East Coast. They're in the East Coast. They're in yeah, West they're, Virginia. They're here. Yeah, they're in yeah. West Virginia right now, so they really can't see what he really can do until they get him out of practice. Yeah, and Dom Lewis points out on the stream that uh, the thing you were talking about with Sirianni, it was something to the effect that penalties they, they don't require talent. That's like eliminating is, yeah. penalty, eliminating penalties doesn't require talent. It's something right. you just that's what it you know was. whether you're a great player or not. It's it's a mental thing. You can just you can get rid of that. Right, uh, right, 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 right. We're plagued by penalties, including the first half. Right for Atlanta. Well, that just Atlanta. comes with them not playing. I mean, it killed their drives too. Yeah. A couple of their drives. Yeah, and the difference though is that San Fran comes in here much tighter, mm-hmm. and 
there's just no, I don't think you can take anything, nor should you take anything away. It's a completely different matchup. Like Atlanta, their defense versus the 49ers, mm -hmm. defense, right? Their offense, which was non-existent, but also because of the new head coach and, and every all these new yeah. things. Horrible debut for that head coach. It's not talented enough either. No, it's, I know, but I mean that. He's got a lot of talent that has returned on the offensive side of the football that should that's I'm not worried about the running back position. Elijah Mitchell could could easily run the ball 30 times. Well, you know, that's what they do. They slide yeah. people in there. Their running game is is well, yeah, they're influential. predicated on, you know, play action. That you tight know, they, end getting the football yep. as fast as possible. What kind of a game did he have last week, Aton, against the Niners? Kittle. Well, remember, this is a tale of two halves, right? Right. Where the, the 49ers did so much damage in the first half that even the game script, and, and I was surprised, mind you. I mean, they outscored them 23 to 10 in the second half alone. But, you know, Kittle was targeted a bunch. I want to see how many times. Five, four or five times. And again, a lot of that in the first half to where you're up so much you're not peppering him with the football. Mm -hmm. So Samuel doing some big work in the first half, Kittle doing the majority, if not all of his work, right, in the first half, and then they just chill. Mm. Like they only completed, he only completed 18, technically 18 passes. The whole, game, the whole game. And we threw the ball 25 times. Right. Well, that's kind of normal for them. I think you know. I think he's that, that kind of coach where he's like, if I got to have uh, Garoppolo thrown at 35, 40, 45 times, I'm in trouble. Well, he showed that in the Super Bowl. Yeah, he showed that. You know, he 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 didn't give Garoppolo an opportunity to lose the game for him. He said, if I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose what I do, and that's that's run the ball, play mm -hmm. good defense, and that's the way he lost the game. They didn't allow Garoppolo to be a, a major influence on on right. which way the game was going to be tilted. And that's because he he didn't realize what we said the other day, that when you're playing Kansas City, it's like playing Golden State, you know, back in their heyday, man. They're going to keep doing what they do, firing up threes, whether they got the lead or not. And you got to keep your foot firmly on the gas. You have to. Yep. You have to. And I think, you know, from, from, from this year's standpoint – He's going to do the same thing. You know, he's going to do whatever he thinks is is is, is going to help his team win. Now, he wants really he wants really to put, you know, Trey in. He wants mm -hmm. Trey to be the starter. Right. He had but a touchdown pass. Sense. Yeah, it yeah. just won't make sense for him to do that right now when you have you have G there. You know, Jimmy yeah. G is still at this point a better quarterback. He's a better quarterback than Trey Lance is right now. But he doesn't he didn't want to, you know, ruin the kids, you know, psyche, you know, if he right. goes and have a bad game or anything like that. So he's kind of trying to kind of coddle him through this thing, right. you know, giving them reps and everything else. And Jimmy G's upside is nowhere near what Lance Not even is. close. Yeah. No, yeah. not even close. Thing that he only plays the one snap, even though they were up by so much. Mm -hmm. And you could argue that at 31 to 10, coming into the second half, for a guy who forced a lot of, of Trey Lance in the preseason, there was plenty of time to get him out there. Yeah. Yep. You know, mm. before you realized that Detroit was coming out, like Detroit put up 16 in the fourth, right? So even in that third quarter, it wasn't like Detroit was coming out. Like, oh, man, all of a sudden, you know, you've got your back end guys in 
And then there's, you know, six minutes left in the fourth quarter. And you see fill in the blank head coach in the NBA say, all right, let, let's get the starters back in here. Right. You know, like mm-hmm. maybe we should stop messing around a little bit, get the starters back here, just end this game. You weren't even close to that. So that's why I find it fascinating that Trey Lance didn't get more work, at least coming out in the third. I, I mean, look, maybe he doesn't want to damage uh, Garoppolo's psyche too much. Well, right, that too. What what more do, would you want? Like, it's almost like giving this Garoppolo the second half off. That's my point. They well, the writing's on the wall for him because he's a, the writing's on the wall for him because he's going to be um, virtually either traded or something like that because he knows you know his 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 time there is is, is over. Mm-hmm. So looking forward, I you know I I look at it from the Eagles standpoint. I want to see if he's going to keep the same type of um you know mix that he had as far as you know older players and younger players when it's a tight game because he played a lot of young guys mm-hmm. that I didn't think was going to linebacker Johnson. I think he was going to play him. I think he was going to play Williams that much, and he played him the defensive lineman. Mm-hmm. Will he keep that same type of of, of mix of veteran and young guys? going into a game that's really tight. You know, I, I want to see that. I mean, does he trust him enough? Yeah, I mean, look, to- that that's an interesting question here. We'll break. We'll come back. We'll look at some of these things here. We didn't find exactly right what happened with McMullen ripping, right? No, no. So maybe somebody in the stream can help us. I'm going to text him during the break. McMullen was was tearing into today. Yeah. All right, we're back in three. Hit us up. Leave us a like. Make sure you are subscribed to the Jacob Media YouTube page, all here on The Middle. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You... Could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day as long as you can find it here's what we suggest pure bull beef jerky is our answer and soon it will be yours locally produced in the philadelphia region this high quality healthy protein snack is easy to secure go to steersnacks.com and you'll see hot garlic tropical heat pure bull dry rub and our favorite huck and fod what's that huck and fod go now to steersnacks.com As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz & Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? 
Call the Fritz and Bianculli Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. I sent you the audio, Aton. What's that? I sent you the Norm McDonald moth cut and also the one from the Espies. The Espies? Yeah. Ah, the Espies. Something that I've never watched. You're not a fan of the ESPYs? You know you nah. can bet on the ESPYs. You can? Yeah. You want to hear this? Or you want yeah, to- I love it. Maybe we can see it, right, I guess? I don't know. I think that might be pushing the, the, the boundaries. All right. I want to see it here. He became the first defensive player to win the Heisman Trophy. Congratulations, Charles. That is something that no one can ever take away from you. Unless you kill your wife and a waiter, in which case. (laughs) (laughs) Charles Woodson. You should have seen the look on his face. Did you see it, Aton? Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, he's like. (laughs) And I mean, he he wasted no time on that, by the way. Right. Zero time on that. (laughs) Now, we have to be able to play this, the, the moth one, too, though, right? Uh, yeah, moth one's a little longer. That's the thing. But this is this is something here. So this is a little bit of an older Norm McDonald, by the way. You could tell he's a little heavier. This is like, uh, I don't know, a little deeper into his career, maybe. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll we'll play that a little bit later coming up. All right. By all means. St- I, I just nothing yet on McMullen Gate. No, right? I texted okay. him and he's not responding. All right. Gate. Yeah. yeah. I uh, I have some disappointing news also, guys. I just um, Uh-oh. oh my god, yeah. I just looked at uh, Dave Zangaro. He says he has um stuff he has to do too. Yeah, everybody's says. busy. Nobody has time for the middle. When was can't the- sorry for tomorrow? We have press conferences. That's what I told you. That's why I've been trying to get guys on. You know, all these last couple of days, and they all got press conferences. Are you serious? Yep. Zach Berman. Tim McManus has to run it up the mothership ESPN flagpole. I think, the, I think the president of ESPN has to approve if he goes on any other outlet than an ESPN station. Right. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. No, 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 no. That's Everybody's that's, trying to hold on to their own content. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, listen, nothing is ever going to get stretched out on the show. So no. just so you know, out there on the stream. I'll pull this McMullen thing all day. All right. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> 
<laughs> no, but I, I tell you, these guys like Zach Berman, I love Zach Berman. He's on The Athletic. If I'm a, a, a member of The Athletic, I'm trying to get on every freaking media outlet I can to to spread the word about why you need to subscribe and oh, where yeah. you're going to get real true journalism. These guys should be out there doing somersaults to promote that stuff. I agree. There's no question about right? that. You know, I mean, to, just to be honest, I mean, I – I was a media whore for a long time. You know oh, you still I, are. You still are a whore. Get out of here. I mean, I rarely say no to anybody, man. I try to get it all, man. Right. And, and I'm t just like Aton, it started off on Breakfast on Broad. I was doing stuff with Aton. We yep. were going to the casinos doing stuff. And all of a sudden, I called Aton. I said, I got a guy for you. My guy, Aton. You're talking about a guy that, you know, well-versed at, at betting, well-versed at, you know, all things Philadelphia sports. And he'll show up on. at 5.45 in the morning. And he'll, that's what I say, and he'll show up at 5.45. Right. He will be here, guaranteed. Right. He won't. Right. And they were like, all right, let's try him. And bam, he started going on a lot. After that, then, then you got your gig with uh, Fox 29, then, didn't you? That's right, yeah. Right well, after that. I'm loud and moving around was, was pretty good. Right. <laughs> it helped me. Trust me. It's nice. So Z Zangaro's out for tomorrow is basically what Correct. Yeah. 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 Okay. He's All out right. for tomorrow. Now, Barrett, you're out for tomorrow. Are you out Friday, too, or just tomorrow? No, I'm there Friday. Okay, I'm so tomorrow Friday. is a travel day for you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. All right, just making sure. And, I and, sent a text to Tony Bruno about tomorrow. Oh, did you? Waiting to hear back. Now, see, that some, some guys are just gold. He's golden. Yeah. See, King James the third, McMullen ripped Nick for last-minute Phillies gear for the interview while having a purple shirt underneath. Oh. Oh, oh, so the fact that he had a purple shirt mixed with the Phillies gear. Yeah, not the purple drank nor the purple tape. Hmm. <laughs> completely different things there. Maybe that was a maybe that was a Mount Union t-shirt or shirt that he had underneath it. That's where he went to college, right? Uh, Mount Union. And they're they're oh. the purple. Their purple is their color, I think. Purple nurples? Is that what no, they're in? No, no, they're not the purple nurples. <laughs> okay. I thought no, that it might be what? purple raiders or something. What's a nurple? <laughs> what kind of mascot is that yeah they're the purple raiders mount union maybe it was a purple nurple purple raiders t-shirt oh. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> this is amazing he had the purple he had the purple nurple going <laughs> wait barrett's like what the hell's a nurple right you don't remember that? Like oh. geez, some idiot, some ass at the, yeah. the playground would twist people's nipples. Right. It's a purple nurple. Oh, right, oh, right. Okay, yeah. Okay, it's, okay. it's like when you grasp uh, the yeah. person's nipple between yeah. your thumb and your forefinger. Yeah. And you just squeeze it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn yeah. it. There was a many guys that got their butt toe up for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You better make sure you're faster than the person you're twisting their nipple. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> That is a pain. Like you can be completely neutralized. You get kicked in the groin. You're fine. You, you know, you can dance around that person, but you twist somebody's nurple like that, man, you better run. You better make sure you could run. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. All right. So all of this for Sirianni wearing the purple. I told you, man, this is, this is how it's come. Now we have beat reporters questioning this man's yeah. gear. I, I, I just oh. say time and place. He won one. the game, a convincing win. I, I don't know the need to break down his wardrobe after that. It doesn't matter. Right. It does. It, it does since it's week one. 
Well, you know what? I, I think it's more so this. I, I, I think it's, it's it's the culture the way things are these days. I mean, look at these boxers. These boxers are walking billboards now. Mm-hmm. You know, they went so far as to like draw stuff on their on their backs. You know, like like um, sharpies on their back just to you know sell the portion of their back. They sell their shorts. What was that casino that did that first? They had right, the, the right. tattoo Golden on the box. Well, right? I don't know. I think it was something. Golden Palace. Golden, Nugget Golden Palace was, was what it was. Golden in there. Yeah, sure. it was Golden Palace. Yeah. yeah. Well, look, I, I think you say time and place. I, I think that there is a – this is not an easy schedule, and there's a lot that I just think needs to happen here. You can't be coming out creating a product or creating a brand when there is a ton of time left. Like if you finish seven and what would it be? Ten. Seven and ten. There are seven chances in which you can put your chest out and gloat and talk about dog mentality and all the other crap going on there. That good stuff that that pours into a victory. But you know what? There are ten times in which that doesn't work. Hmm. So that's all I'm saying. It's just like, look, I have no problem with guys celebrating in game. I have no problem with that. I want people thinking like, ah, you don't want any fun. I love the fun. I love love the defensive line celebration on Sunday. How about that? When they did that, like that Kung Fu kick. Right. Yeah. They're kicking the door. They call it kicking the door. Kicking the door. Yeah. Yeah. Kicking the door open. Well, that's that's (laughs) the same stuff they did in 2017 guys. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing though. Don't, I mean, look, week one, you're coming out with shirts and all this. Other, like, again, th- this stuff, it takes time in this league. And this league is better than any sports league in catching up to you. And mm-hmm. catching up to you. I mean, look at Lamar Jackson. The guy is, is, yeah. has generational talent in areas that you will never be able to teach. And he has struggled in the playoffs mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Not all his fault. I'm just saying, like. Guy Sloan, Aaron Rodgers only won one Super Bowl in Green Bay. Shit happens in this league yeah. is all I'm saying, man. Well, yeah, and, and they didn't show anything during the preseason, and it was all, you know, the, the idea that, you know, they're not going to know what's coming. We're going to surprise some people. They obviously did on Sunday. Now you see what, you know, the defensive coordinators you know, and coaches for the Niners are going to do with a couple of days' work on that film. It'll be interesting to see. And that's the biggest thing right there. Defensive coordinators and offensive coordinators get paid millions of dollars mm-hmm. to shut down offenses and defenses. They will find a way to try to slow that down. Yeah. Now, can you know Nick Sirianni and his squad counter that? You know, it's all about counter punches. You know, are you 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 hit me there? All right, I'm gonna come back, swing, uppercut you from here. You know, those are all. That's what's going on, man. It's, the league, the league. That's what they do, man. It's, right. it's, it's, and it's also a league that copycats things. So you might see, oh, right. I like what they did here. Let me see if I could put this in here. So yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you just know you just have to be able to coach. And that's one thing that we did see from Gannon. Rich Gannon, he he went out there, he counterpunched after they went and punched him in the mouth Jonathan in the first Gannon. quarter. I mean, Jonathan Gannon, yeah. he went and punched him in the mouth in the first quarter. Then the second half, he came back and uppercut him and swung and bam, you know what I'm saying? Cut that offense all the way down. They didn't do anything after that. Nobody, Calvin Ridley or anybody, Gage got one catch in the yeah. second half. He didn't so, have a know, catch. Period. They didn't they even look his way. That's the yeah. thing. Two targets. Like they didn't even look his way, and and yeah. that's that's Arthur Smith was a dud. You, you talk about you talk about <laughs> debuts. I mean, think about if Sirianni, uh, you know, gave us an Arthur Smith in Week One. What we'd be doing today? Oh, we'd, right, that was right. horrendous. Rock paper scissors, oh. all this other stuff. But here's the thing, though. 
like the 49ers offense has already been proven to be a very difficult thing to figure out. Like that's what Shanahan does. He puts guys in motion. He'll have like what the same three or four sets, but they'll look different every single time. Mm -hmm. Guys will be in different spots. They'll be pre-snap motion. There's so much going on with Shanahan's offense where Arthur Smith just put guys up. Yeah, me too on the stream. Muhammad Malik echoing a, a lot of frustration for Gage. Oh, yeah, Gage. But here's the thing, though. Like, that's a major difference between Arthur Smith, who just lined guys up and thought, well, we've got talent. Let's move the ball. To Kyle Shanahan, where this offense has already been for years since he's been there. Barrett mm-hmm. Reference making the Super Bowl. This is a complicated offense. And it no, actually, it's not. Yeah. What I'm saying, it's actually but, simple. For defenses based right. on, the, on the looks they get. No, your point, I, I, I know where you're going. I'll let you make it. I'm sorry. But it's not complicated from when you're running it, but it's complicated of all the different looks they give, like the same four or five sets. That's mm-hmm. that's my point. Absolutely. Well, yep. they run they run so many different looks to one play. Right. They may come into the game with, with 10 run plays, and they'll run three different um, – Three different personnel packages and motions right. for the same for the play. Same and it play. looks different, but yeah. exactly the same play. Right. See, Shanahan comes from his pops. His pops was a was a was a you know his his schemes were all right. We're just going to run zone. We're going to run zone, yeah. zone inside blocking. and outside zone. Yeah. But we're going to run in so many different ways. We're going to have a bunch formation. We're going to have a, a trips formation to the opposite side. We're going to run it to the open side. They just run it so many different ways. But it's the same exact place. So same thing no when I was tell. in Pittsburgh. There's it's no, no tell. tell for the exactly. Defense. That's exactly what they do. Yeah. In Pittsburgh, we did the same thing in a way that we would, you know, we would motion, but we line up a different set. All right, we'd have a bunch formation this time. Then we'll turn around, we'll bring in another personnel package. We'll have two tight ends and we'll run it from th- the same play from this uh personnel package. You know, they just change the packages, but it's the same exact play. It's like you you're getting you're getting a uh, vanilla ice cream. Yeah, but we're going to give you so many sprinkles on this one. You're going to put cherries on this. We're going right. to put it's chocolate come sauce in a on chocolate this. ice cream container. But it's exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right, that's exactly what it is. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Now, yeah. did you know? Did you guys know uh, that twelve underdogs covered in week one? Twelve. Sixteen oh, wow. games. Yep. Twelve underdogs covered. That's the most ever in the Super Bowl era on a week one. How many were outright winners? Nine dogs, one outright. Yeah, well, the Cincinnati one was the easy one for me. Mm-hmm. Den- but, <laughs> yeah, right. Right. But here's the thing, though. Like, you know, I'll I be mean, like, now we count. We knew like. We count Vegas. Of course. Buffalo was uh, way. And some of these lines, though, did just they didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Buffalo laying six, six and a half at home. Right was ridiculous against Pittsburgh. By the way, speaking of which, Pittsburgh laying six at home is, I love that. I love Pittsburgh at home against the Vegas Raiders. Hmm. I like the other side. Do you really? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I, this, I, this Pittsburgh's offense did not look all that good to me. I mean, that, that without that punt really block. Good. What's that? Their defense looked insanely good on the road against one of the best offenses and quarterbacks in the game. Yeah. Oh, I think and now uh, you're up on Derek Carr because he had one big no, 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 no. I'm just not overreacting to Pittsburgh. 
I think this is a, a line that's going to try and trap people into Vegas. Oh, you're kidding me? Vegas, they beat Baltimore outright <laughs> overtime. They're getting six on the road. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Lock it up. I could see you saying that right now. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's exactly what I said. Lock it up. I like Carolina, too. Boy, I, I'm staying this far away from these divisional games. There's no need to bet a divisional game. Why? Too early? <laughs> Why? Well, no, it's just so difficult. Like, everything would tell you that the New Orleans Saints would cruise mm-hmm. in this game, but it's a short line. It's a it's on the road. Opponent. Yeah, it's on yeah. the road. It's just – it's a tough one there. No, I the, – the one that I like the most – there are two that I really like, and this is crazy because the Titans are going to start off 2-0 and or 0-2, but I'll take Seattle even laying that five. It's dropped, too, by the way. So I'll yeah, take it's... Seattle – Four and a half in some spots. I, I love the over fifty-five. By the way, for Dallas and LA. Yeah. So what's what's the what's the Panthers Saint line? Three, three. Yeah. And you and you say you guys like the Panthers on? I it? do. Oh, I'm yeah. just staying away from. I'm staying as far away from it as possible. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's it's tough. It's it's a divisional opponent. Like there are way too many things that could happen. Three right. and a half. Three and a half. No, well, I got mm. it at three. Or I saw it at three. It's three and a half most places. Like Denver laying six at Jacksonville, no problem there. Teddy yeah. Bridgewater is a cover machine, especially on the road. Jacksonville could be the worst team in the league. Which is shocking because I thought Houston and Detroit would be fighting for that. I know. But Atlanta's, I'd say Atlanta's, Atlanta's there too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right What's that line? 50? What's that? The total for Atlanta and, um, and uh, Tampa. Atlanta and Tampa? It's yeah. a 12-point spread. The total's 52 and a half. Yeah, I kind of like – if I had to take it, I'd take Atlanta. Yeah, I would go with the under. Yeah, me too. I like the under in that play. Yeah. Under 50. I don't think you can count on Atlanta scoring all these second-half points like right. we saw. Exactly. Yeah. They exactly. may be worse than last year, man. Yeah, I know. It's a lot of points. Well, they're not going to score. Their defense is too tough for them. But, I mean, but then, you know – Tom, terrific. He probably, you know, call off the dogs. And, it's you know, a little and, bit of a letdown game. Right, right, mm-hmm. right, right. Yeah, I, yeah. I can see that. Like, it's this is a defensive game here. Atlanta's offense just may not, even with opportunity, Atlanta's offense may not score much. Right. Wow. I, I'm, yeah, I would go under 52 and a half for the Bucks Falcons game. I love going over 55 for the Dallas Chargers game. Dallas yeah. would be just a monster when it comes to points and tempo mm-hmm. for everybody that wants to play. I like over in that KC Baltimore game too. 55 points. Yeah. I see that over also. Yeah. Kansas City just so difficult to keep out of the end zone, man. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean tough. the winner the winner of that game's going to have to score almost 35 38 points. What about me. the Lions Packers? Well, everybody's going to overreact and take, you know, take green bay and lay mm-hmm. the points thinking that they're just going to beat them 44 to 10 it's down right. to 11 where we yeah. have here. 11 yeah it is down to 11 it dropped a half a point and i think people were taking detroit kind of overthinking it look mm-hmm. I, this this game here i think if you want to do anything this is a game that you take green bay and you tease it like mm-hmm. lock in a six or seven point teaser for green bay and build it around other games right yeah because there's no way the Packers aren't covering a three or four point spread, but I guarantee you that it's going to be a sweat mm-hmm. for this 11 point. Just because it's hard, man. It's hard to cover 11 points in this league. 
It's difficult. Mm-hmm. And the Lions are going to fight, man. The Lions are going to fight, man. That's we what they're going to do. That's they're going to fight, boy. bro. Your boy, Dan Campbell up there, has got to yep. believe in that. He's biting off kneecaps, man. <laughs> Can he do that at the half? Do we know that? Like, did no. he take a chunk out of a dead body? Did they bring in a I think body? they brought in a cadaver. <laughs> and he just started chunking away yeah, at from it? From the local, like, medical school. They brought in a, you know, a cadaver, and he bit the knee, just went right in there. Chunk on it. Not yeah. bend the knee, bent the knee, huh? Right. right. No, right. No, not bend the knee. He, he ate the knee. Right. He definitely ate the knee. That was it. <laughs> I'm telling you, this guy, he, I guarantee you he did something. He said mm. something. He probably did, like, do you think he did something absurd or something wacky? Like, this is a guy who was talking about eating kneecaps. You're telling me that he didn't do anything at all at the half? Slammed right. his head, like, into right. a locker or something? Right. Yeah. Remember, uh, what was it, Necessary Roughness with uh, your boy from Robert Loggia? Robert Loge, I love yeah, that guy. Right, he was the. He, come on, you never saw that movie. I never saw that movie, but Necessary I've seen Robert Loge in a lot of stuff. Wait a second, Barrett, you never saw Necessary Roughness where they? I did. Pull, they they pull Scott Bakula off the farm, and he's got like a. Is he the quarterback? Yes, and yeah. Sinbad is there. He's See, Sinbad. I'm out on Sinbad. Oh come on, man! I'm Sinbad sorry. was a hell of a tackle. <laughs> I heard, I heard Sinbad. Seriously, you want to know the attention to detail paid for that movie? I heard Sinbad watched a year's worth of film of Barrett Brooks playing the office. Is that right? Position in order to get ready for that. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. <laughs> and then Robert Loggia has to fill in for the great coach who was in the hospital that day, right in the championship. And he comes in at the half and they're down. Mm. And he's like, you know, nothing is working. This offense isn't working. This clipboard isn't working. This tie isn't working. You play football like Ed Gennaro played football. And you ran that ball down his throat. Couldn't you see, Ed, you know, Dan Campbell yeah. coming in there? You play football like Barry Sanders played football. And yelling and screaming <laughs> left and right. I could see that. I yeah, I could. That clip of Robert Loggia. Yeah. Robert Loja, wasn't he Feach Lamana in uh, Sopranos? Yes. Feach? Yes, Feach. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not a not a gosh darn thing is working. Yes, you remember <laughs> that. See? And he rips the tie off. Mm. You play football like Ed Gennaro played football. <laughs> oh, man. Let, let me get that up there. Ed Gennaro. All right? That's one hell of a coach. That's all I'm saying. Nick Sirianni could learn a thing or two mm. about Ed Gennaro. All right? Now, we also have, beyond this game here, Thursday night, where I have flipped, all right? Yeah. And now I'm going to go heavy, heavy on the over. Where? On the Washington football team game? Thursday night. Wow, on the over. Yes. Over what, 41? 40 and a half right 40 and a half now, yes. okay. I'll be going over 40 and a half on this football game, and I'll be doing it with confidence. Wow. Supreme confidence. Well, here's the thing, and, and I'll throw it to you, Barrett, specifically you and Harry on this thing. But I think what gets caught uh, or what's going to get lost in translation here is how bad the offenses are. That equals no points. You know, you're dealing with a backup quarterback, with Washington, Daniel Jones is the human equivalent of a turnover. Like he is a right. human breathing, living turnover. So right. I, I understand that. But look, I, I think that factors into a lot of what I'm talking about, which is 
turnovers and short fields. I think you're going to get a lot of both. I think Mm -hmm. both quarterbacks are going to make mistakes. I think drives are going to end third and long with sacks. The Giants defense can put pressure on Haneke and Haneke, Tyler, as we know that Washington front is legit. So I don't see a lot of punting from your own 45. I see a lot of punting from like your eight. Wow. And shift and and where short field turnovers, that sacks like that. that that's where I think you're gonna see a lot of that def, the defense's shine. Mm-hmm. So that that's what I'm looking at, man. Is like, look, I don't need a lot of points here. 41 points to go over that total. I get a pick six or I get a fumble returned, or I, I just get a, a bad decision that 24 20 is what yeah, you're looking for. I mean, that's that's really all I really need there. Or 27 21, something yeah. along those lines. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That's you all know, I just, mean. Just you know. fall into points, you know. Bad teams fall into points. That's a great yeah. phrase. I love yeah. that phrase. You know, Heineke's the backup, but I mean, he's had some, you know, decent experience in the last year. You know, I, I think there's a, there's a people down there that actually think that he might he might have been the better starter. Well, than Fitzpatrick. yeah, Patrick. Well, I was telling people, you know, hey, I, I'm in all honesty, I'd rather play against Fitzpatrick because I know where he'd be. He'd be right there. Right. Heineke, maybe he, he can run around, man. He can make plays with his feet. You know, he. He almost beat, like I said, he almost beat that that Tampa Bay team mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Yes, I know Muhammad Malik. What's that? I know he's starting this week, but he he's the backup. Well, that's the thing, though. Fitz dislocated his hip. And your point, though, I think is is both of your points. If I, I'll just combine it real quick, and then we'll break and start the second hour. And and that's you don't go into a season with a 38, 39, however the hell old Fitzpatrick is, starting quarterback, unless you are locked in confident. Yeah. Not only your backup can play, but that you know you're going to have to go to him. Mm -hmm. Like, this isn't Joe Flacco or Nick Mullins or somebody that you're only going to go to if Jalen Hurts is significantly hurt and out. This This is a guy that's going to play because Ryan Fitzpatrick is old. Right. Like you have to factor that in. So they clearly have that they, they're going to use my point being is that they're going to use Henneke. Henneke? Henneke? Heineke. 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 I don't know. In, in a situation that I, I think they've already prepared for. And for the most part, if it's preseason or what have you, it, it's not like everything's gonna be dumbed down. No, it's a smooth people. transition. I, I think, think so. Yeah. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, yeah another does. year under his belt. Perfect means- sense. Yep, yeah. another year on his belt in this system, um, you know. And and the biggest thing is, just like with Jalen Hurts last year, that team really believes in him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're gonna rally yeah. behind him. Remember what he did against you know last year? They're gonna be yeah. like, look, remember what he did last year? He's gonna be able to play at a high level because his teammates around him are gonna believe in what he's doing, bro. So they're, right. gonna, they're gonna score some points. No, it's true, man. It's some, definitely something to look at by all. So means. you flip to the over. I flip to the over. All right, wow. we're back in three. Second hour coming up. It's the middle. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. The glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 
and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Yo, okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero carbs, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day as long as you can find it here's what we suggest pure bull beef jerky is our answer and soon it will be yours locally produced in the philadelphia region this high quality healthy protein snack is easy to secure go to steersnacks.com and you'll see hot garlic tropical heat pure bull dry rub and our favorite huck and fod. what's that huck and fod. go now to steersnacks.com as a hard-working American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz & Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz & Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, second hour here, our buddy Rob Guerrero, stats as he's known, will join us at 12.40 Eastern time. Yeah, he was the former producer uh, for Mike and Mike in the morning, right, for a long time. Well, yeah, he worked with uh, Florio. He worked with Mike and Mike, Eric Casilius. He's mm-hmm. worked on anything from, like, he was the guy who started the pro football talk that that changed it from a radio show to a TV show with Florio. Mm-hmm. He's and now he's, he covers the Niners, the, right? Well, yeah, he does stuff now for SB Nation. So he right, runs right, the right. Niners site, but he also does a lot just overall for the NFL. Mm-hmm. He's the best producer I've ever worked with. It's amazing. Is that right? Oh my goodness. And and look, it's no knock on anybody else, right? Like, oh, well, you, 
somebody's going to tweet Andrew Salchunas or somebody like that. Like, no, yeah. <laughs> don't worry. He's, he's not in the running. But the point <laughs> being is that stats was just, he's so in tune with building and executing a show and also just having an idea of flow. Mm. And it's, it's amazing. Like to see a producer work like that is, is pretty impressive. So now we'll check I remember when we had your, uh, your, um, relative on Aton Keller, yes right the producer and he was listening into the show for a while, a while while we didn't know he was like lurking correct and he gave us some suggestions lurking. and you know he, he, he said he said what he liked or didn't like and all this kind of stuff maybe we should do that with stats well be careful what you wish for oh i know that's all i'm saying you might not like what you hear i get it he's you know stats is, is definitely okay to rip out the red pen uh-huh. And strike through stuff. Hey, you didn't reset. You didn't remind people who hey. give Barrett's Twitter account out. We work for all Matt Nahigian. We know what this is all about. Yeah. The red pen. All right. But I mean, like, I, I don't mean like every single second of a show like Nahigian would do. I mean, stats would just bring it out at the end of the week uh -huh. and say, all right, major inhale. Here's everything you did wrong. Bang, bang, okay. bang, bang, bang. <laughs> Well, I heard from McMullen during the break. Oh, you did, did you? Yes. Oh, you did, Diddy. Yeah. Oh, it did, Diddy. <laughs> um, I said the stream is saying that you ripped someone this morning. Sirianni? Question mark? Question mark? He says I didn't rip anybody. I joked that the coaching staff talks in t-shirt slogans, which is getting annoying. Aton, how about that? Wow, that is a, a great way to put it. Oh, Aton, you got to give me an ah da da on that, man, because that's that's what you've been saying for weeks now. Yeah. I need more than an ah, ah, ah. I need royalties on that one. What what happens? You know, like Mike, we definitely know John McMullen does not watch the middle. I can tell you that. Because he doesn't have no, time. He doesn't. He's always going. To, he's always in meetings all the time. Right, right. He's telling you that he's always in meetings. <laughs> right, right. He ain't watching this show because we've been banging, or at least I've been banging that drum since the start of the season. Platitudes, all these other things. Where do you think it comes from? So what? McMullen just ripping our content off now and repurposing it for himself. No, he doesn't watch the show. He doesn't even like this show. Well, that's true. I stand corrected. So what about that, though? I mean, think about this. We now have beat reporters. We now have people that are down there on the day-to-day -day bringing this up, unsolicited, mind you. Just talking slogans, man. Talk. There's something about just not saying anything. You know, we make fun of Belichick all the time. Like, there's something yeah. about just not talking. Well, at least until you really establish something. You know, then you can talk all you want through with your T-shirts. I, I get what you're saying, Aton. You know, it's it's like, you know, let, let's first establish some some sort of brand identity here. That's so all. you're saying they need to let they need to let this 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 let wind it breathe, a, breathe little a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. let like, it breathe a little bit. You know, I'm learning. I'm learning that, actually, you know, with doing these college football games. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, you don't have to always say something after right. the play by play guy says something. Right. You know, if a situation happens like they, they score mm -hmm. and then, you know. At the end of the game, you know, Kansas scored I me, mean, Kansas uh beat them and they went and scored the last touchdown. Right. And then they turned around, they said, just let it breathe a little bit. Cause then the yep. crowd, you know, they came yep. and if there's a know, big crowd, the let the roar, let the roar sort yeah. of take over for a couple of seconds until you interject. You know, yeah. Not that's, here, that's baby. Good. We want platitudes. Give it to me. Give it to me. Damn it. Let's go. <laughs> I want to hear it. You don't know what you don't know. Now you know. <laughs> and, <laughs> Oh man! Look, 
Aton's ready to explode right now. I was talking with <laughs> McMullen yesterday, and he was he was angry. What is that? Uh, what, did, what did Jason Cousins say? A was, hungry dog eats or, or or hunts or whatever it is. They've been oh, talking J- like Jason that. Kelsey. Yeah, yeah Jason yeah, yeah. Kelsey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. He was angry because he was stuck in Atlanta in the airport. He couldn't get out of town. For how Whoa. long? For a whole day? Like this was late in the afternoon. He was still there. On Tuesday? Yesterday. The game ended Sunday. I know. Wow. He must really like some food down there or one of the strip clubs or something. That's all. He was in Magic City. Is that what it was? That's where he was. Magic City, right. He was eating wings. He was eating wings with Lou Williams. Right. They were, they were neck and neck. He felt pretty damn good. Yeah. You're not going to get these back home at the club. Lemon pepper, baby. Lemon pepper. Yeah. <laughs> do you have any college games in Atlanta, Barrett, this year? No, you want to do no. a Georgia Tech game? No, Georgia State? I wish, man. I wish. You know, you know, or you know, if you put do an Auburn game, you got to fly into Atlanta, right? It just drive. It's easy to drive because trying to get to, you know, Auburn or Alabama is so hard, man. Mm-hmm. You know, because you're gonna have to have at least a two hour ride either way you go. So right. I rather I rather fly into a big airport. That way, you know, when I get there, I know I'm gonna get a flight out. Right. You get to the little airports sometimes; they just cancel for no reason. Right. right. You know now. Just, we have uh, Ian Rappaport uh, weighing in here uh, with Urban Meyer news. Oh, no. Yeah, regarding the USC opening. Uh, Rap Sheet says, Jaguars coach Urban Meyer answers a question about USC speculation now that the job is open. Quote, no chance. I'm committed to here and building an organization. End quote. That's coach talk. Yeah. Right. Right. That's coach talk. So you're not buying it. No, I'm not buying it at all. At all. He's done it. He's done it before. Hmm. Nick Saban did it. Well, yeah. Saban did it because he he couldn't get Drew Brees to pass a physical. Right. <laughs> I mean, he, he if, Drew Brees, here, if Drew Brees passes that physical, he ain't going to Alabama. Not not then anyway. That's a good point. You know, we saw that trade. Uh, well, sorry, we saw that failure right there. Major part of that with yeah. the physical. This one, I think, is just Urban Meyer. And, and look, I, I don't know why he gets a benefit. As Barrett said, we've seen this MO before. But this is the NFL, and it's it's much different as we've seen college guys go like Chip and others. So he may have researched this. He may have vetted the hire on his own end as much as possible. But when you're walking through and living that reality, and you realize how difficult it is to control a game, your players, the narrative around it may just be like, look, man, this isn't for me. Like Urban Meyer is a quitter. It's in his MO. He's done it before two times over. Hmm. Yeah. Three, yeah. Technically, right? Yeah, three. So if it gets too tough in the NFL, he's already shown he's going to quit in college. Yeah. That's all I mean. Like, don't don't be shocked if he just leaves. But I, I wonder if, if the I'm Jaguars... If like, the Jaguars had won the game on Sunday like the odds makers thought they would, would would there be any speculations? The fact that they lost to the Texans, it's like, oh boy, Urban's Urban's not going to put up with this crap. He's going to leave for the first job available, and it happens to be USC, which is a, you know, it used to be at least a great job. Yeah, but real quick, remember there was a report that came out before the game, and that's when I knew my bet was cooked. There was a report that came out before the game was even played that Meyer had pissed off half of the team, allegedly. Mm. Yeah. So they didn't even lose a game yet before guys were coming out being like, I don't know who this dude thinks he is. 
<laughs> and Jacksonville's a bunch of young guys. I know. Is there anybody who's on that roster that could really say that kind of stuff? Well, but that's my point yeah. in all of this, right, yeah. guys? Like, how many times do we see if you want to go back to Saban or Chip Kelly? There are veterans in the league who have been here. It's like your first summer or two coming home from college and you're now living at home. And it's like, man, I could smoke and drink and do all the other stuff at home at, at, in my dorm. And now I have to follow all these rules. Like, I'm not, I can't, come on. Yeah. Somebody who is like coming home in college, right? My point being is that you still had guys you still have young people on Jacksonville who Urban Meyer should not be that far removed from dealing with in college mm -hmm. that want none of his shit in the pros. Right. No, I get it. It's not like he's dealing with a, a you know a salty veteran group. Yeah, you look right. at their he, roster. He wouldn't buy that stuff. Yeah, they're young, man. They're yeah. real young, man. They are. You know, I mean, the veterans like Marvin Jones. You know, what I'm saying receiver from Dow, uh, from 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 Detroit. Now he's an elder statesman over there now. Mm -hmm. You know, he just got there. Yeah. Uh, you got. And he's you know, used oh, you to losing. Jack. He's used to losing, so that's, right. that's a good you know benefit for Marvin Jones. <laughs> you got Miles Jack. You know right. he's been there for years since 2016. You know, uh, but that's what I mean. There's no Jason Peters here. There's no, no. Jason Kelsey here. Right. There's there's no ten no. year veteran that's leading a mutiny. It's young kids who are mm -hmm. like, get this guy out of here. Yeah. Now Schefter reported yesterday. Uh, well, I'm not sort of reporting. He's just saying league sources believe that Chiefs OC Eric Bieniemy will emerge as the leading candidate for USC's opening. Mm. He's a SoCal guy and apparently has told people close to him that USC is the only uh, college job that would interest him. Well, so. yeah, he, he turned down going his old ma alma mater, Colorado. Colorado. Uh, Colorado. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> yeah, even yeah. if USC wasn't calling, I know. Do you give that, up? That'd be a that's a perfect that's a perfect landing spot for him right USC? now. Well, not really a landing spot because he's already home right now. Um, what did they, what they allow him to do? That hell no, they wouldn't allow him to go anywhere. Not right now. It's the beginning of the season. It's Andy Reid's offense anyway. Well, we know that. We know. And you know what? You know what's going to happen. If he leaves, they they up. Uh, Doug Peterson move. ends up right there. Oh, but well, no, wait a second though. Don't they have that quarterback from Northwestern that is like the second OC there or something that, that he'd probably elevate? He was a, he was an Eagle for a short period of time. Oh, that's right. Oh, uh, 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 Mike what is Kafka. Kafka. Yeah, Kafka. Kafka. That's the guy. Uh, yeah. Mike Kafka. Uh, Kafka. <laughs> yeah. How did I know what you said his name was going to come out like that? Uh -huh. <laughs> Mad dog, you can't just can't you just can't stop yourself, man. Nope, <laughs> nope, nope. But that's it. That is definitely it. Make no mistake. Wow. And I can also see Doug coming back, and uh, you know, getting back into the swing of things. Mm. So they're probably on the horn right now because if, if if the enemy, I don't, I, I can't. It's just too early in the season to see him leave right now. Man, if I'm Doug, I just chill. Yeah, but if right. you just keep cashing those checks, playing six, golf, and out. chill. Six million dollars, baby. That's right. Well, six and a half. Isn't it six and a half? I don't know. What's another five hundred k? You know why he's in? Why he's in Florida? Right. Yeah. Chilling. Playing golf. Right. 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 Well, that's the thing. When are those checks up? After the year. After this, no, year. no, I think he has two years on his deal. Two years. Yeah, I think so. He's got two years on his Man, deal. That's the life right there. Back. Bruh. Yeah. 
I love the no-show job. Right. Yeah. Just get paid to go home. Just get paid to not show up. That's the ultimate in life. Right. Yeah, you're right. I, 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 man, there, there's no way I'd even look at football. No. <laughs> football. What's football? Right, right. right. <laughs> we're, we're ready. I'm not ready to go nowhere. Well, think about that, though. If you know you only have one year left after this year and the enemy does leave, you're not going to make the same amount of money. Mm-hmm. But if you wanted to get back into the game, is there a better place to go than under Andy we- Reed's yeah. big chicken wing? No, you're right. Yeah. It's a I'd great to place to New- sort I'd of rehabilitate. Yeah. No question. I'd be there in the New York minute, bro. Yeah. I'm right there. Yeah, hey, either that, either that or Bill O'Brien leaves to take a job in the NFL, and then Doug P goes to Saban's coaching rehab clinic and becomes his offensive coordinator. Right. right Is there a connection right. between the two of them, or you just no? I'm just saying, like you, you know, everybody that goes there to be the OC eventually gets a head coaching job and Look sort of Sark. re 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 images themselves. Right, Sarkeesian right. was. Yeah. You know, I mean, everybody thought he was just like an alcoholic mess. Right. When he left now, USC. He's the head, now he's the head coach at Texas because yeah. he spent some time with, with Saban and they realize, you know, he's 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 still got something. That's not a bad call right there. Then you him. lose your first game to Arkansas and, and well, the orange <laughs> bloods want you out of there already. Yeah. Already. That's right. Already. And I remember I told you guys, man, that, that that's gonna be yep. I told you it was gonna be a good game. I know that was a that was a great play because I mean at this point. The, the the Razorbacks, they're on their way up. Oh yeah. They're ascending. And I and I knew I knew it was gonna be a close game, but I know they're gonna win. But mm-hmm. I knew it was gonna be a close game because they're pretty good, man. Oh they've been getting better. They oh, the streams time going last crazy. Week to pull away. They 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 had that cover, but it just it took forever. And that I think it was Rice they took on two weeks ago, right? And it was just or last week, whatever it was. No, two weeks ago, because they beat Texas. And it, they just it, it it just was taking so long, but they were making like self-inflicted wounds, and you could just tell that Arkansas was legit. They just couldn't put it together. Right, they had oh, the yeah. athletes. They had yeah. the athletes. Right. It was frustrating. Stupid mistakes. Stupid Second mistakes. Half, yeah. though, they put it together, and then they started to pull away. That's why I liked them last week. It's because it, it felt like people were looking at them struggling, thinking, "Oh, they're not good." No, 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 they're good. They just were making mistakes. That's all. struggling. struggling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. Now, now the, the stream, Joey B uh, brings up a name, an interesting one. Jack Del Rio to USC. Where is he now? That's a definite possibility. Uh, I think I think he's with the Washington football team. Yeah, yeah. He's the D coordinator. He's the right? D coordinator there, yeah. yeah. But he played at USC. Yes, he did. Yeah. And then mm. uh, Tone oh. chimes in, not Vanessa Del Rio. No. <laughs> <laughs> who, would, who would be next in line following Jack. Right. <laughs> Probably over a bunch of uh, current candidates. By yeah. all <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. if we're doing a, a Del Rio, um, you know, Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore, Vanessa's on there. Absolutely. Jack <laughs> is on there, too. I'm sure there's a town Del Rio, right? Uh-huh. Right. Yes. Uh, Somewhere maybe had, in yeah. Texas. Yeah. Exactly. Down by the Rio Grande. That's it. There's got to be a, a top four if we have it. That's all. That's all I'm saying. No, you're right. That's that's crazy in its own right. There is a Del crazy. Rio, Texas. I told you. <laughs> see, it was just a matter uh, of time. Wow. Just a matter of time before you found one. Del Rio is a city and county. 
is the city and the county seat of Vile Verde County in southwestern Texas. There you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. We yeah. all see it. Yep. Right. Now, have you oh, taken man. a look at this Penn State game yet? Uh, no. Penn State hosts Auburn Saturday night. Yeah, that's a great game. That line is too – that total is too high. Sorry. Jesus, kid. Ah, jeez. That total is too high. Mm. 52 and a half. There's no way they hit that. Go under 52 and a half all day. All day. What time is that game? Is that a night game? No. Okay, good. I'm looking forward to that one. Well, like I said, you're unless if you're expecting offense, you're going to be disappointed. Yeah. 52. It's 53 in some spots. Uh, even better. Yeah. That's a 48 point game right there. Mm-hmm. That's a 48, 49 point game at most. I could see that. Auburn's defense is good. They haven't played anybody. Yeah. And Penn State's defense is is up there with Iowa. I'm not a fan of either quarterback. No, not at all. Bo Nix and uh, Clifford. Clifford? Yeah, Clifford. No. (laughs) Well, Bo Nix just doesn't have many people around him. He's not a bad quarterback. They're just not that – this was supposed to be a rebuild year. Yeah, he's been there a couple years. I mean, he's had some talent. Like, it's supposed to be a rebuild. It's just a rare scenario you have in college where it's a rebuild rebuild year for everybody outside of the quarterback, kind of. Mm-hmm. Now, they got a new staff in there, too. Yep. I wouldn't rely on any of these, either of these quarterbacks to do anything like score points. Penn State, take the under first half, take the under in the game. There you have it. All right. Those there you the, go. Those are the ones. I'm still, I, I still don't know what to do with this Eagles game. I like the hook. Well, I got in at three when it opened mm. at San Fran, so I'm under there. But I was trying to build a little bit of a narrative. Was it at four ever? No. No? No, no, no. Which is surprising that it dropped and then op- and then uh, bounced back so fast. But I, I have four. All right, so I built a little narrative here. You ready? Yes. And this is where this is where I'm at right now. So just pull this up here because it's it's all in different plays. So what I have is I have the Eagles coming out and winning the first quarter at home. A lot of excitement, a lot of fireworks, electricity in the air. I have them winning the first quarter money line play at plus 120. Hmm. I then have them winning the first half laying three and a half in the first half. I think they're up by four to seven points. And you see a pretty pretty confident and commanding Eagles team in the first half. So I have them laying three and a half first half play, and that gets me plus 230. Mm-hmm. Now, I have, this is where it gets a little difficult. I have the third quarter as San Fran's quarter. Some adjustments have been made. That talent is there. We know that the pass rush can pick up a little bit. So I have San Francisco winning the third quarter, laying two and a half. By just, all I need is them winning it by a field goal or more. Okay. So I have the San Francisco 49ers coming out and winning the third quarter after being down and then ultimately winning the fourth quarter money line, laying 133 is San Francisco, and that's how they cover eventually that three points. So, so you like them to win the game and cover the number. The I Niners. do. I do, but I'm I'm looking at this in segments now. Mm-hmm. Where I have the first quarter, the first all in half. game. Yes, first quarter. The narrative is that the Eagles get out 
and they get up and they have a first half lead that they eventually blow hmm. to just to a better football team, like simply just to a better football team. Not so not more than anything else outside of that. They they lose to a better football team. Wow. Look at you going quarter by quarter. Well, I don't you have gonna... the second quarter, just the first half, just so you know. Oh, OK. Yes, first quarter, but not second. All right. Now on the stream, AJB is looking for the Rutgers line. Rutgers doesn't play this week, I don't believe. No, I wouldn't touch Rutgers. No. Would you? I mean, think about that. Rutgers has been a very difficult. Well, actually, no. They they did cover two weeks ago. Well, they covered against Temple easily. Yeah, and that yeah. was that was no no issue right there at all. That was a no brainer. Right. Will. Now this Eagles game, I'm looking at a couple of these bets. Both teams to score 25 plus points. That's an overplay, by the way. Is plus 205. Mm. Eagles to score in every quarter and win is plus 330. See, I like that. Eagles to score in every quarter. I mean, field goals also, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So good. I like that. And win. Oh, and win. That's what I'm saying. It's oh. and win. Oh, da -da -da. that's yeah. plus 330. Mm. It's a nice return. You know, the, but I, the, I don't know about that. This is one I think I'm going to place a wager on. It's I like them plus three and a half, but I think they, they could easily lose the game by three. So that would be the bigger problem is winning the game as opposed to scoring in every quarter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. Right. That's right. why it's bumped up to plus 330. Now, what about this? What if I were to give you the same bet, except I would swap out the Eagles and replace them with the Niners? Niners to score in every quarter and win is plus 160. So the return is no, not half. Fantastic. It's half, basically. Yeah. And, yeah. and to be honest with you, that alone is reason to stay away. But uh, are you interested at all in that bet? No. Now, why? Because the Niners stand a better chance of winning this game. Yeah, I don't know about scoring in every quarter. So the Eagles score in every quarter. You guys have no problem with that, but the Niners. Well, it's plus three thirty, but okay. I don't like them to win. Okay, that's the see. That's the that's the thing right there. I mean, just being realistic from yeah. an analyst standpoint, that's a defense that you know if you don't run the ball on them and make right. them tired, they're going to keep coming with waves and waves of athletic talent, man, and and. Mm -hmm. Eventually, you know, that athletic talent will take over if you allow them to, uh, you know, stay off the field and, you know, one, two, three and out. And that could be a, a, a serious possibility with this offense. Big problem, right? Yeah. 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 Mm. You have to play them consistently. You know, you, you got to, you know, long drives, you know, keep the ball. They have to win. They have to win, you know, the, they have to win the clock at the end of the day, man. They got to have more time with the ball. They have to. You know, keep, you know, keep that defense on the field. Yes. So, I, but that I, I don't know, that, man. No, I'm sorry. I was going to say that. But that's that's scoring every every quarter if you do that. Yep. But winning. Major risk. Oh. Yep. Major risk, right? Yep. Scoring every quarter is such a big ask, man. Such a big ask. You know, the Eagles are seven and two against the number in their last nine games against the Niners. Well, I mean, wow, seven and two. Yeah, but how much has the team changed over? 
right? There's a lot yeah. of stuff. Oh, I know. It's just a, a trend, but it's kind of a, you know, it's not three or four game trend. It's a nine game trend. Right. No. Nine game trend. I understand. But but that's that's the difficulty of it, right? Is that you're still running into like nine games ago when that trend first started, who was the coach? Chip Kelly? I'm not sure. Right. Mm. We're, we're we're far removed from that. That's all yeah. right. That's Chip Kelly, yeah. Yeah, you probably you probably have gone through what three coaches, three different. They lost coaches. the last game. Chip Kelly lost his last game um, in San Fran. Really? Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. That was a big major loss there that last time. Right. Right. All right. We're gonna take a quick one here. Remember, stats is gonna join us. Rob Guerrero is gonna join us coming up at I don't know 14 minutes or so from now as he covers the 49ers out there for SB Nation. He is major involved in their NFL stuff as well. So a lot to chat with about stats, and I'm sure Harry may sneak in a question about Golik or something along those lines from back in the day. No, no, no. Why? He's open. He'll talk about anything. Yeah? Yeah, absolutely. You can ask him about Mike Golik. No, I like Golik. I I would rather have him come on and bash Greenberg. Well, I don't I don't (laughs) don't think he's going to do that. (laughs) No, probably not. Although I'm sure he will tell a story or something that that would not necessarily put Greeny in the best light, but just not make him like he won't tell a story that will embarrass Greenberg. But there might be something that would be self-deprecating for Greenberg that we could ask. It's not going to be to the level of that football player admitting that he was doing homework for his son. Yeah, that that <laughs> needed to be in special ed. That is a hell of an admission right there. Wow. I got to give that guy credit. <laughs> we ever find out who that was? Who was that guy? I was on, uh, I saw Latal tweeted out. Somebody's got to know that. Oh, uh, B, uh, BSO. BSO. Yeah. yeah. All right. We're back in three. Hit us up. Make sure you smash away on that like button and you are subscribed to the Jacob Media YouTube page. Stats on fire coming up in about 12 minutes. It's all here on the middle. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this. This, this, and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. 
As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Looking at this major game, Zach is going to join us coming up in about nine minutes or so. I can hardly hear you, Aton. You can hardly hear me? Yeah. It was really low. Still? Now it's better. You're good now, yeah. That's yeah. weird. Yeah. No, it's Still kind of muffled like... now. Still? I think it's uh, it's Teddy. Teddy's interference on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> You can hear that, right? Yes. Right. Perfectly <laughs> what was, clear. What was that? What was that? Testing the speakers on streaming like sure That everything is working. Yeah. Like my levels are up. Okay. You know? My levels are up. That's all. Okay. That's sure all right now. You can hear me. Yeah. That's that's it. All right. Did you see on, on, on the Monday night game? Uh that Mark Davis, the owner of the Raiders, was playing a slot machine. Yes. In his in his suite. Yes. How about that? He's playing like Wheel of Fortune slots. And it was Wheel of Fortune, which which is a shady <laughs> slot. I mean, those those fancy ones with all the bells and whistles and the uh-huh. videos on it and stuff. You need your old school slot. That's a looser slot. Those uh-huh. are the ones that are gonna pay out. Well, that, that's the Tony Bruno slot, the the Wheel of Fortune slot. What's wrong with Mark Davis, man? I don't know, man. Guy's got a haircut that's just ridiculous. Yeah, I, crazy. Does he have a mirror in his house? That's what I'm think, wondering. Right? Like yeah, a lot seriously. of a lot of super uber rich folks, like Barrett. You probably have a mirror room. You're rich enough, right? You got a room. <laughs> with all the, a room, a room full of mirrors, Barrett. Right. No, no, on, man, no, no, uh, mm-hmm. no. Now he doesn't have any mirrors when he looks like that. He, no. he doesn't have any mirrors. No, there's no uh-uh. chance. <laughs> I mean, come on, you're that rich man. You can't get your hair. You know the the, the plugs or whatever, man. Come on, mm-hmm. man. There's definitely something to that. Yeah, where he just, and maybe maybe people around him just don't care enough about him, right, to help him, right. <laughs> Nobody wants to dare step up, no. and say, hey, Mark. Your hair looks like shit. Okay, <laughs> what, what, shave it off. 
that's almost like a power. That's a that's a, that's a power play there. Like, yeah. all right, look, I know my hair looks like this, right? But damn it, <laughs> nobody better say anything. You're about right, it. right. I'm doing right. it. Anyway. We all see it. Right. We all see it. But you better not say nothing. You better not say nothing. <laughs> wow, that's true. It's like the guy that has all nose hairs coming out of his his nose <laughs> and knows that they're there, right? And he has a nose hair trimmer, but he's like, you know what? I ain't doing it. I'm not here to please you. Nobody, right, right. right? And nobody there is going to say anything in that yeah. household. Like, you know, maybe you should trim these nose hairs. Right, right. Uh, come on now. What are you doing? All right, you I got to ask you. I got to ask you before we get stats on here. The, they're making a big deal out of this. Like, this is breaking news that the Rockets have made John Wall available for trade. Okay. Really? They're obviously in a youth movement, and he's the you know a veteran with a big bloated contract. He's had injury problems. No kidding, he's available for trade. Like I just am like, no, Daryl Morey, please no. Don't just make a move to make a move. I don't think that's going to happen. I hope not. And look, it's not going to be Ben Simmons for Wall if that's what you're concerned about. Is that what you're nervous <laughs> about? <laughs> what? What do you mean? Like the the big return that you get for Ben Simmons finally being dealt is John Wall. No. Hell no. Okay. So you just don't want John Wall here as a whole. It's not so much that you don't want John Wall traded for Ben Simmons. Yeah, either one. Okay. Yeah, well, I don't I, want anything to do with John Wall at this point in his career. No. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that as a whole. But if they found a way to move, like if they found a way to move somebody that's not named Maxi or Simmons for John Wall, that's not the end of the world. Now, it, it would make absolutely no sense from a salary standpoint as well. Right. As from, uh, right. It's got a huge contract. It would make very little sense. But also, you know, trading him for Ben Simmons, I, I think also is, is something that you don't have to worry about either. Like, that's not going to happen. Good. You know that, right? Good. I would hope not. not. Yeah. Now let's go out here and bring in Rob Guerrero. Stats, of course, at Stats on Fire is how you can follow him on Twitter. Wow, look at that backdrop. He's got all the Niners stuff there, a couple of shelves, a couple of animated figures. SB Nation <laughs> NFL. Those are the shows. We've already run down your extravagant resume, sir, of working on some of the most famous shows in the history of sports media. So first and foremost, it's always a pleasure to see you and hear you. And for Barrett Brooks and Harry Mays as well, welcome. Well, thank you very much. I'm just grateful you have me on. Aton said that you are the best producer that he has ever worked with. Wow. Yeah. That's, uh, that's high that's praise. saying something, right? Checks yeah. in the mail, Aton. <laughs> well, there are certain people that I do that to that I know their budget, that that they that the check comes and it's worth <laughs> cashing. So you're one of them. I do that with Barrett all the time, too. You know, Barrett's <laughs> the best former player I've ever worked with. <laughs> I know it's worth cashing. Harry, the, it's more struggle opening up the envelope than it is going to cash. It. Exactly. It's not even worth the squeeze. <laughs> Absolutely. No. Absolutely. No. no, look, we we appreciate you, my friend. And, and I know that there is a ton going on here with both of our football teams. So why don't we start with an obvious question for us, at least. And, and we're just trying to figure your squad out. How in the world 
do the Philadelphia Eagles beat the 49ers on Sunday? Because even homers here on this show are trying to figure that one out. Oh, I'm nervous. I, I think there's a very clear path for the Eagles to beat the 49ers, and it's Jalen Hurts. The 49ers have struggled against mobile quarterbacks. They have a lot of ton of athletes, but for whatever reason, they cannot keep these guys hemmed in, and they really hurt the 49ers. Even last year, the Eagles, Carson Wentz, I think ran for like 66 yards in that game against the 49ers. He really couldn't throw the ball, but he was killing them with his legs. So I expect to see a lot of Jalen Hurts running around on Sunday. I, I think the Eagles have a very good chance to win this game. Hmm. I did not see any of the uh, Niners-Detroit Alliance game. Just looked at a couple of highlights. But uh, what happened in the second half with the Niners? They just lose interest and take their foot off the gas? It was a sequence of events like I've never seen. The game was 41-17 to with two minutes to go. And it mm. ended up being a one-score game. The 49ers took their foot off the gas. Nick Bosa was out of the game. He said he had his tape off. Like, he was not expecting to go back into the game. The Lions got kind of a garbage-time touchdown, kicked an onside kick that went off of George Kittle's face mask. They got the ball back. They scored again. Onside kick. The Niners get the ball. It's third down. They complete the pass. Then Debo Samuel fumbles the ball back to the Lions, oh and the Niners had to make another stop. Wow. It was an insane sequence, and I'm sweating it out with 30 seconds to go. Wow. Unbelievable, you know. But, I mean, look, is, is health still an issue for you guys? You know, because I know Nick was um, – he still seems like he's a little banged up right now. But, you know, what is the health of your team? Well, it's not great. Their best cover corner, Jason Brett, is gone for the year with a torn ACL. They are really, really thin at cornerback. I'm worried that Devontae Smith is going to have a field day because their best cornerback now is Emmanuel Mosley, who didn't play in week one because he was hurt. He's still a question mark. Then it's, you know, the ghost of Josh Norman out there and a couple of rookies for the 49ers. It's really, really dicey at corner. And, <clears throat> excuse me, they lost Raheem Mostert, but I think Elijah Mitchell, the rookie they have there, can pick up the slack in that department. But at corner, they're hurting. Yeah, the running game, it seems like we've seen this before, and, and – to your point about Mostert being out already with Mitchell playing and taking the majority of the snaps as soon as Mostert was hurt, it just feels like, not to downplay it, but they've already shown that if it's next man up or the system, that they'll be okay there. The corners, though, it's a little interesting because we've already seen the Philadelphia Eagles dismantle this Atlanta Falcons defense, but they had no pass rush. So that's really where I'm interested to see how much the Niners' aggression up front can help compensate for anybody down or missing in that secondary. That's what I want to see, too, because what's usually happened with this group with the 49ers is that Bosa and D. Ford are so good that they're immediately up the field, which is great, yep. except that when you have a mobile quarterback, he's just going to step up and take advantage of the fact that those guys are out of the passing lanes now, and there's going to be room for them to run around. And it mm. seemed like something that they never corrected when Robert Sala was the defensive coordinator there. So I really want to see how D'Amico Ryans, if he changes the scheme, if he has a different approach, because I think that's really where Philadelphia is going to be able to extend plays and the, the corners are not going to be able to cover for that long. Uh, so, you know, D'Amico Ryans, now the new defensive coordinator, how's he looked thus far, you know, the first I game? Didn't, I didn't love it, to be honest with you, Barrett. Like, he has the best coverage linebacker in the league, and they chose not to put him in man coverage on TJ Hawkinson, who was the only legitimate threat Detroit had as a receiver. 
And Hawkinson ends up with, I think, nine catches and a touchdown. I mean, you would think that you would put your greatest strength against the offense's greatest strength, but that did not happen. And another thing I didn't love was when the Lions are trying to come back, the touchdown that they scored to make it a one-score game, they got out of bounds on every single play in that drive. So they didn't have to use any of their timeouts, and they didn't burn any of the clock. If I'm D'Amico Ryans, you have to give up the yardage in the middle of the field. If they're going to complete passes, you don't let them get out of bounds. That's the one thing you can't do. So I want to cut him some slack. It was his first game ever calling the plays as a defensive coordinator. But, you know, it was week one for everybody, so to speak. So hopefully he, you know, gets a little more comfortable and things look a little different this week. What do you think about the matchup of Nick Bosa against Jordan Mailata? That's something I'm really going to focus in on this week. Anxious to see if Mailata can hold up. I'm anxious to see Nick Bosa. I miss Nick Bosa so much last year. (laughs) uh, He looked really good in week one. uh, Had a a few pressures, got a sack. Uh, He sets the tone and he unlocks so much of that defense because when Bosa is there, it allows Eric Armstead to move inside on pass rush situations, which is the only real place he can be consistently effective. And they have D Ford coming from the other side. Who's not going to face a ton of double teams because you have to double Nick Bosa. He sort of unlocks the whole go the game plan for the Niners on defense. He has to be effective. And like I said, with the coverage issues at corner, the Niner at that the Niners have, if they don't get a consistent pass rush and a quick pass rush, they're in trouble. How much do you think we'll see Trey Lance? Yeah. I don't know. This whole thing is the most frustrating thing for me as a 49ers fan. You give up three first round picks to get this guy. He doesn't win the starting job out of camp, despite the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo was nothing special and is nothing special. Then they put him in for four snaps against the against the Lions. He had a touchdown pass on his first snap, which was great. Or not his first snap, but he had a touchdown pass. And then they put him in for three more times, and he just ran up the gut for one yard. Like, how is that helping his development? One of the plays they put him in for was third and 20, and he just ran it up the gut. Like, what are we doing here? It's amazing. You've got Trey Lance, their first-round pick. He played four snaps. You've got Aaron Banks, their second-round pick. He was injured, so he didn't play in the game. Their third-round pick was Trey Sermon at running back. And guess what? He was a healthy scratch before the game. So you got your first three picks in the draft. You got nothing from them at all. It's It doesn't make sense to me. I have no idea how much we'll see Trey Lance. I don't think Kyle Shanahan knows how much we'll see Trey Lance. He said as much after the game that he didn't really have a plan for him, which is very concerning since that should be the entire focus of the organization. So I wish I had an answer for you, but I don't. Hmm. You know, looking at – um. You guys have the best left tackle in the league, you know, one of the best left tackles in the league in Trent Williams. But on the other side, Mike McGlitchy, you know, he's a local kid from out here, you know, Notre Dame guy. Um, I, I haven't seen him, you know, fight, man, or, or really go out there and, and impose his will on people, man. What I mean, do you guys see the glaring uh, disparity at, at your right tackle position? I mean, does anybody else see what I'm saying? Everybody else sees what you're seeing. <laughs> we all see it. He is the number one target of 49ers fans other than Jimmy Garoppolo. He's a rusty gate at right tackle. Anytime you need to rush the 49ers in a must-pass situation, a critical spot, you saw it at the end of the game they played against the 49ers last year. He lets he lets pressure in. He can't he can't stop a bull rush. He gets overpowered. You can see that he's thinking about it. He admitted it that last year he really got into a dark place and he started doom scrolling on social media because everybody's posting the clips of him getting whipped. 
He's a liability <laughs> in pass protection. He just is. And, you know, I hope that the 49ers can compensate for that. But last time they played, the Eagles had 15 quarterback hits. And to be honest with you, I could see them putting up similar numbers this week. Getting back to the uh, quarterback situation, um, you know, we had a situation here last year with a starting quarterback and, you know, seeing a guy over his shoulder and a second round draft pick. And we all know how it worked out. What is the dynamic between Garoppolo and Lance? I mean, is that is that something where Garoppolo's like you just looking at the coach like, all right, you know, when am I getting pulled? So it's funny you mentioned this. I just wrote a piece for NinersNation.com. Jimmy Garoppolo was on KMBR yesterday, and he was asked about the whole situation. And he said his exact quote was, it is what it is, and I'm making the best of it. Mm. Clearly, he doesn't like it, which I don't blame him. But then he added, and this is the first time where I've started to see sort of like a little bit of a crack in the professionalism, because he's played it pretty straight up to this point. He said... I know how the guys in the locker room feel. I know they're behind me. As long as I have their support, I'll do whatever it takes to win. That Mm. made me a little nervous because we all sort of expect Trey Lance to take the reins at some point. And to me, that sounds like Jimmy saying, hey, the guys in the locker room are behind me. And if you do this, there's going to be a problem. That made me a little nervous. Hmm. Well, doesn't that make sense, though? Like, whenever you have a quarterback that has won, that has taken a team or been part of a team that has played deep into the postseason, that you've got, like, we can't mention veterans, Trent Williams and others, without mentioning how aware they would be going to a rookie quarterback week three and essentially tanking your season to the point where the expectations are much different, right? So wouldn't it stand to reason, Stats, that the veterans, that guys who have had success with this quarterback and Jimmy G would be thinking, whoa, 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 whoa. We got a legit shot at winning this division. We got a legit shot at, at winning this conference. That is a tough division too. It is. It, yeah. But if you go to the unknown, you may like Trey Lance. He may tell great jokes. He may be a fun guy to go out and eat with. <laughs> that's a, that's a large gap as far as what Jimmy G has already done on the field. I completely understand why the players in the locker room would support Jimmy Garoppolo for the reason you just said, especially Trent Williams. He knows how hard it is to get deep into a season, into the playoffs and the Super Bowl. This is why I have been saying all offseason, the 49ers never should have let Jimmy Garoppolo stay on this roster this year. You can't move into a place with your new girlfriend while the old girlfriend is still living there. That just is not (laughs) going to work out for you. And as long as Jimmy's on the roster, and by the way, getting paid $24 million, there's going to be, you know, bad juju there. Of course, Jimmy doesn't want to get pulled from games. Who would? I wouldn't want to. And so it's, it's a crazy dynamic there. It's not good juju. And the only thing that I would say, Aton is I don't think you're tanking your season if Lance goes in because I think Lance right now can do everything that Jimmy Garoppolo did last year. He didn't mm. do anything special. You know what he did? He ran the Jimmy Gimmies. That's what we call them. All these easy dink and dunk plays that Kyle Shanahan designs and schemes open to basically put the training wheels on Jimmy and try to prevent them from screwing it up. And Jimmy mm. Garoppolo did all he could last year to screw it up at times. So it's it's a weird dynamic. So far, it's been good, but I do wonder what happens if they try to make the switch to Trey Lance and, you know, half the locker room is not happy about it. 
Well, you know, is I mean, you talk about that the locker room. You know, is it you know a, a divided locker room? Because I see the defense, you know, as, as all world, and sometimes I see that offense kind of, you know, it's almost like a clock it tick tocks just a little bit, then it slows down. I mean, what what exactly you know is going on as far as the dynamics of that locker room? I want to give Kyle Shanahan credit because even though he has had three 10 loss seasons in four years, the locker room has seemed to be very, very good. Everybody seems to be pulling in the same direction. Even when they were losing all these games, the yeah. locker room that he seemed to have the team. Uh, so maybe that's part of the reason he thought he could pull this sort of roommate switch off with the quarterbacks. I don't know, but they seem to be together right now. That seems to be one of the strengths of his regime. But I think he's really putting that to the test this year, and we'll see how it works out. One thing about Shanahan is he made uh, Nick Mullins look somewhat uh, playable. I mean, we saw Nick Mullins here for a bit in the preseason. He's just straight hot garbage. Hot garbage. <laughs> yeah. And that's been the frustrating thing with Jimmy Garoppolo is that people say, well, look, Kyle Shanahan hasn't had success with these other quarterbacks. And what I keep arguing and people arguing for Trey Lance keep saying is that's because the other two quarterbacks were a couple of trash bags. Nick Mullins and CJ Beathard shouldn't even be in the league. Right. The standard isn't can Jimmy Garoppolo pay, play better than them. Yeah. The standard is can Jimmy Garoppolo compete with Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes. And we saw in Super Bowl 54, he cannot. Mm -hmm. Well, look at the division, though. I mean, it, it, yeah. Brutal. The division is looking as such that you know you they should be able to compete. Looking at your roster and 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 and, and as they go forward, I mean, I, I see the 49ers as a powerhouse, you know. I mean, we're looking at them that way here in Philadelphia. They should be, but they absolutely should be. They have a defense, they've got players, they've got a great play caller on offense, but it all comes down to the quarterback. Sometimes playing quarterback is all about the worst thing that you do. And the worst thing that Jimmy Garoppolo does, and all the 49ers quarterbacks, to be honest, because they coming into the year, they were minus 36 in turnover differential under Kyle Shanahan. That was the worst in the league. The worst thing the 49ers quarterbacks do is turn the ball over. We saw it last week. Jimmy Garoppolo, first snap, fumbles it, turnover. <laughs> like, he can't help himself. It's unreal. And so when that happens, it doesn't matter how good your defensive line is or your play caller or anything else, you're going to lose. Is he still dating adult film stars? Technically, I don't believe they were dating. I think they oh, oh. went on a date. They hung um, out. Yeah. Yes. There's only one. So he, Harry's using stars. In <laughs> well, I, I don't know. Well, I think if we can all agree. If there's one area Jimmy Garoppolo probably does not struggle, it's the dating scene, I right. would think. Yes. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> Speaking of struggle, I'm curious that's, when we look at last week and really coming into it with the backdrop of the Eagles game on Sunday, what's more of a reality? Is it, or what's closer to a reality? Is it Brandon Ayuk's disappearance or is it Debo Samuel's domination? It, oh man, that is a tough question. Cause I think both are true to be honest with you. Debo Samuel showed last week that he can be more than just a gadget player, more than just the reverses and the drop passes behind the line of scrimmage. He can get down the field, he can run routes, and he can be effective at multiple levels of the defense. The problem is this IU thing is really troubling. Kyle Shanahan has a history of putting guys in the doghouse, especially wide receivers. And once you check in, you don't check out with Kyle for whatever reason. And coming into to the training camp, Ayuk was great. There were, he was like the star of camp. Everybody was talking about how good he is. And I don't know if he started listening to all that and got complacent. 
But for whatever reason, he is firmly in the doghouse. And I think Kyle looks at it like, dude, I don't need you. I can scheme open anybody. And I mean, literally, he didn't start him. He was the number one wide receiver going into the season. He said, no, we're going to start Trent Sherfield instead of you. You can watch when we open the game. Wow. Something, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely something. So what's the general feel here? Well, I'm not going to ask for a score or anything like that, but you said you were nervous at the start. Yep. You're dealing with a ton of fans, Niners Nation, SB Nation, NFL, at Stats on Fire, of course, for Stats on Twitter. What's the general feel for this game? Win, easy win, loss. If they don't clean their shit up as far as what happened in the second half with Dan Campbell's Lions, they're going to come out and lose to the Eagles. Where is the general consensus from the fan that you've been interacting with? I think the fan looks at it like, that was some scary stuff that happened last week, but we still won the game, and that's the wake-up call, right? So now we're going to come out and we're going to grind Philadelphia into dust. The problem with that is all the problems that, that showed up last year when they played are kind of still here. So it it's going to be a dicey game, but I think the overall feeling is that as long as Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't play as badly as Nick Mullins did in that game last year, that the 49ers should win, but you guys know shoulds and woulds do not add up to anything, especially in the National Football League, especially when you're on the road, which is going to be a crazy environment. It's going to be loud. The fans are going to be going after Jimmy. And again, I think the 49ers should win, but I'm very, very nervous and wouldn't be stunned at all if Mm. Philadelphia pulled it out. And I definitely would take the points and the Eagles for sure. Mm. Yeah, I already did. You got any? Do you have any dirt that you can give us on uh, Mike Greenberg that you feel you know safe in in giving out to the public? See, I was going to come at it a different way. Okay, with go ahead. Olick and all these other ones, but no, Harry can't help himself. And- I'm fascinated by him. Mike Greenberg is exactly the guy that you see on the air. It is not an act. The story I always tell with Greeny is. Like like Aton did, and you guys have been doing. Everybody calls me stats. When I was at mm-hmm. ESPN, it was stats, stats, stats. I started working on the show. That's what everybody called me. One morning, I pick up the phone. This is like at you know four o'clock, five, whatever it was in the morning. It's Greeny on the other end. But when I pick up the phone at work, I say ESPN Radio. This is Rob because no one outside of the company knows my nickname. So ESPN Radio. This is Rob. I hear on the other end. Uh, Rob, it's Greeny. Is stats there? I said <laughs> Greeny. I've been working on this show for two years. (laughs) Rob is my first name. So that's it. That's my green. That's perfect. That's perfect. He just made Harry's month. That is great. (laughs) Now, you you have to have one that's maybe not on the same vein of it, but uh, a story of Golik, not only because of just how fantastic and how much of a pro and really how great of a host and broadcaster he was, but here, you know, he's local to us. And a great guy too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I mean. Like we love him. We eat him up here in Philly. So what's a, what's an under told go to Golic story that you have? Mm. Let's see. Well, the all time Golic story that I think of is, so he would have to do Mike and Mike and which was six to 10 back in the day. And then later in the day, he would have to do NFL live or other stuff at ESPN. So okay. he would go up in his cubicle because for some reason, Mike Golick didn't have an office for the longest time at ESPN. Mm-hmm. And you would go into the cubicle looking for Golick 
and he wouldn't be on the chair. The chair would be pushed all the way to the side and six foot four Mike Golick would be <laughs> sleeping on the ground on his cubicle using the recycle bin as a pillow. Wow. It's like George Costanza or something. <laughs> right. Costanza had a better setup. Mike oh. was just sitting on the floor. And this would happen like multiple times. It's just like part of his routine. And he just, that was it. He needed to catch some Z's and recycle bin. You know, if it's empty, it kind of bends in the middle there. So I guess wow. it got comfortable enough to sleep. Jeez. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm sure Barrett has done that every now and again at the Wells Fargo. <laughs> oh, yeah. For NBC Sports. Yeah, I just sleep in my yeah. car, man. I just slept in my car. Man. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, That's not good sleep. No. Right. No. <laughs> You've all done. Look, you work long enough in radio, TV. You've had, you've had to sleep in your car at some point in between shifts or whatever the case may be. And you're right. That is not a fun sleep at all. You never can sleep enough to wake up from that car nap and feel like, oh, I'm right. refreshed. <laughs> right. yeah. It's brutal. Brutal. Wow. All right, brother. We appreciate you big time. Anything else you want to get out? Niners Nation, SB Nation, NFL, at Stats on Fire, a book, an album <laughs> you have coming out here? A book. I don't know. I don't do a lot of reading. I'm not sure I could handle a book, but I appreciate <laughs> it, guys. Uh, check us out if you can at the SB Nation NFL show. Anytime you need me, I'm here for you. Thanks, Thanks Rob. You, bro. Yep. We appreciate you. Rob that was Miller great. At Stats on Fire on Twitter. All right, we're out of here. Now, Barrett is off tomorrow back Friday. Correct. And we will do Correct. to track down Dave Zangaro who's probably going to bounce on us, right? Right, right. He's the same thing that everybody else is going. Okay. They got the, the, I guess, the press conference and all the players and stuff, whatever. We'll figure it out. All right, we'll figure it out. Have a great day to everybody out there, and we'll see you tomorrow. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Hey everybody, this is Krause of the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Thanks for watching this video. And before we do anything else, make sure you watch, like, and subscribe to the Jacob Media YouTube channel and leave a comment below that you are subscribed. This video is all about our big 2021 season ticket holder giveaway. That's right, we're giving away a pair of Eagle season tickets for the entire season. You'll go to all eight games at the link. Now, here are the rules. Remember, first, like, share, and subscribe. Let us know below that you have subscribed to the Jacob Media YouTube channel. You must follow all of the rules leading up to our giveaway, which will take place on Friday, September 17th. More on that in a moment. You must confirm in the description of this video that you are subscribed. And on Friday night, September 17th, starting at 7 p.m., when we'll do a live broadcast right here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel, you must be present on that Friday night. Again, a pair of Eagle season tickets for the 2021 season. You're going to absolutely, absolutely love it. Why is Jacob Media giving away a pair of Eagle season tickets on behalf of all of our subscribers? 
are new subscribers. And those subscribers who have been with us from the very beginning, this is our way of saying thank you. But wait, there's more. Thursday night on September 16th from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. at Screwballs in King of Prussia. So if you're from the Philadelphia region, get the Screwballs in King of Prussia. Five pairs of opening tickets for the game against San Fr- uh, the game against San Francisco. Eagles jerseys, giveaways, bus trip details, all kinds of great stuff coming out. And oh, by the way, we're going to begin registering for our trip to Las Vegas when the Eagles go in to Vegas to play the Raiders. All of this compliments and courtesy of Jacob Media Sports. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. 